Welcome to the Find Your Voice podcast, a show where we believe in the power of the written word to create positive change in your personal life, your community, and the world. I'm your host, Allison Fallon. Whether you're an aspiring author or someone who swears they're not a real writer, we're here to show you how a regular practice of writing will help you access your intuition, make an impact, and find your voice. Join me for interviews with authors, writing prompts, and stories of how even simple words change lives. What if I told you you could improve your mood, decrease your anxiety, and increase your creativity and motivation, all with only five minutes per day of committed action? Now, with Grow Right, you can. Grow Right is a 90-day program that uses the power of simple writing prompts as a way to help you leverage life's biggest challenges into opportunities for massive personal growth. It's simple. Every day, for 90 days, we send you not one, but two writing prompts direct to your inbox. These prompts are so simple that literally anybody can use them. Step two, you select the prompt that best fits your mood for that day and write for only five minutes. And step three, you begin to experience all of the benefits a regular practice of writing can bring. Things like improved mood, improved immune system, and yes, even lowered rates of anxiety. The best part is right now you can get the first 10 days or 20 prompts of Grow Right totally free simply by going to findyourvoice.com slash grow right. That's findyourvoice.com slash G-R-O-W-W-R-I-T-E. Happy Monday, writers. It's time for your weekly writing prompt. Today is Monday, April 6th, and today's prompt goes like this. What's the biggest stress factor in your life right now? Identify it, write about why it's causing you stress, and think about how you can start to reverse those effects. There's no denying we live in a pretty stressful world. Turning on the news can be the most frustrating part of our day. Social media never, ever stops going. And life moves faster than it ever has before. Sometimes it feels like we're always switched on, marking off to-do list items as quickly as we possibly can. Now, in this strange time of quarantine, perhaps your stressors have changed a bit. Whereas you used to feel stressed by having too much on your plate, maybe now you feel like you have bizarrely too little on your plate, like you aren't sure exactly what to do with your time. Maybe you're worried for your own health or the health of someone you love, a very different kind of stress than the endless scrolling through social media that used to cause you anxiety. Or maybe right now you're busier than ever. This is a little bit what it's felt like for me on occasion during this time. At Find Your Voice, we have a team of five people we're supporting as a company, not including a handful of contractors who help us out pretty regularly. And this has been a time of wondering for me as a leader, how do I help us get through this crisis to the other side? as a business. At moments, and I'll admit these are not my brightest moments, I feel frantic about the level of responsibility that falls on me. And my response is to work around the clock, never shutting down my computer, and or on the opposite end of the spectrum, sometimes I will watch Netflix nonstop or ignore and neglect the relationships that make me feel the most grounded. 
My point being, there's a lot of talk during this time around boredom, but maybe this doesn't apply to you. It definitely doesn't apply to me. I wondered this recently about parents right now who have their kids home during this time. Does it feel like you're doing double duty? That's because you are. (laughs) Does it feel like you never get a break? That's because realistically you don't. Do you feel more distracted and frantic than ever before? To me, this makes perfect sense. So yes, stress, no matter what this looks like for you, even during a time when we aren't allowed to do much of anything, we can, of course, find ourselves feeling quite stressed. This prompt today is not about eliminating stressful circumstances from our lives, which would, of course, be impossible, but it's about locating the ways that we already know how to mitigate our stress, how to cope with stress when it comes. It's about identifying what our healthy coping mechanisms are. And let me be clear, by healthy, I just mean the coping mechanisms that actually help us in the long run. And about looking at what some of our maybe less than healthy coping mechanisms might look like. Whatever this looks like for you, whether it's drinking an extra glass of wine or maybe watching too much Netflix, some of this is usually fine and even to be expected during a time like this. But what about when these less than healthy coping mechanisms start to have a long-term impact on your health or well-being. Wine is off limits for me right now because I'm pregnant, so I've been turning to things like chocolate chip cookies and gummy bears, (laughs) super healthy. I only share all of this to reiterate that although some of this less than healthy coping is of course normal and expected, Played out over the long run, this won't actually get us where we're trying to go. So we have to keep coming back to a couple of questions. How do I usually respond when I'm stressed? What parts of my usual response are working really well for me? And what parts aren't working that well? Meaning what parts aren't getting me the results that I want? What tools do I have that I know help me cope with stress? And then finally, how can I learn to respond better? Let me give you a really practical example from my own life that I hope will help you as you consider responding to this prompt for yourself. One thing that has been stressing me out lately is pregnancy. I am, of course, thrilled and blessed and so happy to be pregnant. I'm 22 weeks at the time I'm recording this, probably about 24 weeks by the time you're listening to it. And I don't take the blessing of pregnancy for granted. At the same time, this is an odd time in history. (laughs) It feels like maybe an extra stressful time to do something that is quite stressful all on its own, like become a parent for the first time. So feeling stressed about pregnancy during COVID-19 for me has looked like, for example, obsessing over what I'm eating or not eating and how it's going to affect my baby frantically searching home births is the minute that I learned that some hospitals aren't allowing women to bring their partners with them to the birth, which by the way has been reversed by the time that I'm recording this. So thank goodness that won't be a reality for me or for any other women. Other ways that this has come up for me is dreaming up every worst case scenario that could possibly happen with the pregnancy or birth or coping with all of the stress by working too hard or watching way too much TV so that I could avoid thinking about it. These are my warning signs. These are the yellow flags that I've already identified in my life that tell me it's time to take a step back and think about what this thing is that's stressing me out and how I can cope with it. So I did. So I took a step back and I just paid attention to what was happening. No judgment, just the facts. 
here's what was true. I was stressed. I was responding in these ways. I was obsessing. I was ruminating. I was rehearsing the worst case scenario. Then I could ask myself the question, is this helping me? Are these coping mechanisms working? Are they getting me the solution that I want? And the answer was, of course, no. So then I could ask myself, okay, so what can I do instead? Here's what I did. And I just pulled this from my normal tool belt of healthy coping mechanisms. My point, I hope you'll get this here, is that this isn't crazy expensive or doesn't take any resources or it's not even really all that mature or elevated of a response. It's just a few things I did that really, really, really helped me during a time of stress. First thing I did was I reached out to a few friends who were also pregnant or who had just given birth to ask them how they were feeling. I just asked them to tell me their stories. And the simple act of connecting with these other women made me feel way less alone. It brought my stress levels down exponentially. The second thing I did was I picked up a book that I'd already been wanting to read called Expecting Better by Emily Oster that really flips on its head the fear narrative that's so often fed to pregnant women. The book helped me feel like I had all the information and the data that I need, but that I didn't have to obsess over little things like eating a little bit of lunch meat or eating some sushi or whatever it was. Really, really helped me. The third thing I did was I started doing yoga at home in my living room or my backyard. And I avoided this at first because I told myself I need a yoga instructor and I don't really like watching videos or DVDs and it doesn't really, I don't really love it. It doesn't feel the same as being in a yoga class, but I just decided it didn't have to be perfect. It didn't have to be the perfect environment. I didn't have to do it exactly right. I just needed to move my body. And finally, I told myself that I could wait for a little bit of time before I had to make any decisions around labor or birth. So I let myself do the research that was helping me, but I took a deep breath. I didn't pressure myself to make a decision right this second. These four simple, simple, simple things helped to calm my anxiety. Notice again, they took no money, no resources, no need to leave my house, convenient in a time of quarantine, and really no new knowledge or skills. They were things I already knew how to do. They were in my tool belt. This is what I hope to do for you with this prompt. What do you already know how to do that can help you cope with the inevitable stress of this time? What are you doing now that's not working? And how can you replace some of those habits and patterns with what you know does work? Whatever you do, make sure you don't just think about your answer to this prompt but you also write about it because you'll discover even deeper truths that you might not have recognized were there. I hope this prompt helps you find some peace this week. If you haven't signed up yet for our Monday motivation email list, you can do so at findyourvoice.com slash prompts. You'll get free writing prompts with instructions for how to use them delivered to your inbox every single Monday. Research shows that writing is a powerful and predictable way to improve your mood, increase your productivity, and even strengthen your immune system. And if 20 minutes a day feels like a lot, start with five and go from there. Either way, join the 10,000 others who are already writing and take your life to the next level. That's it for today. We hope you take some time to write and have a meaningful week. Thanks for listening to the Find Your Voice podcast. We hope this inspires you to pick up a pen and start finding the words that will change your life, your community, and your world. If you liked what you heard today, share with a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, check out our website, findyourvoice.com. 
Subscribe to our Monday Motivation for free and get inspiring writing prompts in your inbox each week. Until next time, happy writing.